together growing in faith, changing communities. Today I would like us to reflect on the topic of Mary. What are your thoughts regarding Mary, the mother of Jesus? What are your views regarding the position or the role that she plays in the Catholic Church? And I would like us today to share my views and my thoughts on Mary, mainly from the scripture that we, we, we find different passages that talks about this young woman. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, on verse 26, and it continues throughout that chapter, we are told about the angel Gabriel who was sent from God to a young virgin or to a young woman who was betrothed to Joseph. And so from the very onset, we see the, the choice of God. And from the very onset, we see how God from the beginning seems to have chosen Mary for a particular mission and purpose in life. And so the angel Gabriel is sent by God to this young virgin with a powerful message. And the greeting, which is found in verse 28, Hail, favored one. Hail, Mary, the one whom the Lord has looked with favor. The Lord is with you. These are beautiful words because they reveal to us, at least according to the Lucan version, that the Lord has looked favorably on Mary, that the Lord has looked with great favor and with great mercy on this young woman. And in a very special way, I, I truly believe that what God does and says to Mary is what God does and say to all of us in our own lives, that God looks at us with great favor, that God looks at us with great love, and that God continues to remain with us. And in the person of Mary, Mary, when she hears these words, she's greatly disturbed and she, she, she ponders in her heart and she says, what kind of greeting could this be? And the angel says something absolutely powerful. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And Mary reveals to us this honest, humble opinion about herself that she doesn't see or doesn't regard herself as being favored by God. She sees herself as an ordinary a human person. She sees herself as an ordinary young woman in her life, in her family, and in her community. But also there's something that is rather interesting, that the angel gives the message that he is meant to deliver to Mary. Then Mary not only has he found favor with God, but the angel explains what kind of favor this is. And Mary wants to conceive in her womb and bear a son, and this son will be named Jesus. And for me, this is the history of Christianity, that God chose a human person, chose a particular woman, in order for the Son of God, Jesus, God made human, to be born in the womb 
of this through the womb of this beautiful woman. And so Mary, in, in the most beautiful way, gives humanity to Jesus or allows Jesus to share in our human experiences. And so Mary, as a Christian, becomes, as it were, the gift to God. Initially, I said Mary is a gift from God, and now she continues not only to be a gift from God, but she is a gift then to God himself. As someone once said, who we are, we are a gift from God. And by what we make of ourselves, we ourselves become gift to God. Mary, having heard this news from the angel, she's terrified. And if you go to a Jewish culture, you know that in a Jewish culture, a woman who is known to have sinned, to have committed adultery, that woman is stoned to death. And Mary, in a conversation with the angel, asks, how will this happen? And the angel says, well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Mary says, but how can it be since I do not know a man? And so Mary, in, in her heart, she knows that from her Jewish culture, people will think or consider her to have committed adultery. And you know in the Gospel of Matthew, when the angel goes to Joseph and tells the story that your wife is pregnant, Joseph wants to divorce Mary privately without making a big deal out of this. There's something which I think the Lord teaches us through the conversation of the, of the angel Gabriel and Mary. And one of those things is to be open to the will of God and to realize that I may not have all the answers in the world, but I am willing to trust that the Lord will not take me where his grace cannot, cannot sustain me. And so Mary sits with this and ponders with this in her thoughts and in her mind. And immediately she goes up to, to see her cousin Elizabeth. And now my opinion on, on the matter of Mary going up to see Elizabeth, as, as you pray the, 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 the joyful rosary, the second mystery of the joyful rosary is the visitation of Our Lady to Elizabeth. I, I kind of think while it is a visitation, in, in many ways, it is Mary going away to find someone she can talk to. It is Mary going away to an older woman so that she can share. I, I don't think I will call it initially as the good news. As a young girl who was probably 13 or 12 years old, she's probably sharing with Elizabeth her fears her frustration, and the sense of uncertainty of how will the plan of God unfold. But Mary is able to go out and to find help. She's able to go out and to speak to someone about what she's going through. And so we find with the greeting that takes place between Elizabeth and Mary, that Elizabeth being the senior and the older woman is able to see beyond what Mary goes through. And she sees Mary as the mother of God. And she sees from a place of shame, she sees the hand of God. And so Elizabeth plays one of the most beautiful reality that I called woman to woman ministry. And one of the most powerful realities that we can pick up 
is that Elizabeth is able to, to bring from her own wells as a beautiful book by Father Henry Nowen, the wounded healer, explains a, a concept of a suffering wounded healer is able to be effective in healing those who have suffered in life. And so Mary goes out to minister, but she also goes out to be ministered to by another human person. Another scenario that also depicts a very powerful, humble person who is a servant of God in the scriptures is found in the gospel of John chapter 2. When Mary and Jesus with the disciples are invited at the wedding at Cana. I see one of the most beautiful aspects of Mary. She is invited into a wedding, unknown to the host, unknown to the bride and groom, Mary discovers that they have no wine. And immediately she goes to Jesus. And so many people have said, but why do Catholics pray to Mary? Why do Catholics worship Mary? I don't believe that Catholics, at least official in the official teaching of the church, I know that Catholics do not pray to Mary. They do not make Mary a goddess. But they ask Mary as an intercessor, like you will ask any other person, to pray for you to God. And my conviction of Mary as an intercessor is mainly built on John chapter 2, when Mary goes to Jesus and say they have no wine. So Mary becomes a friend. Mary is able to go and say, Lord, so-and-so is struggling. Lord, so-and-so needs your help. And listen to the conversation that takes place between Jesus and his mother. And Jesus says, Mom, it is not yet my time. But Mary is able to talk to, 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 her, to her son, is able to share the suffering of the people and, and the possible embarrassment of the host. And Jesus is able to help. There's a beautiful passage in that uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, do whatever he tells you. And that's what Mary is all about. She tells us to do all that which Jesus tells us to do. Another aspect that I love in the scriptures of Mary is when Jesus goes missing, when they had been to Jerusalem, and Mary is worried when she doesn't find Jesus. So she goes to Joseph and she goes to the relatives and says, have you seen Jesus? And nobody seems to have found Jesus. And Mary goes back to the temple, goes back to Jerusalem and is searching for her son. And for me, this is one of the most powerful, beautiful reality about God, that God gives us someone who will not give up on us. Just as Mary was able to go and search for Jesus, I strongly believe she can also come and search for us so that we go back to God and do that which God wants us to be. The other aspect that I find beautifully explained in the scriptures is the role of Mary who stands at the foot of the cross. When a son is dying, 
She is prepared to stand with him and by him. When everyone else walks away, Mary stands at the foot of the cross. And I cannot imagine the pain that the mother feels when she sees her son being killed in front of her eyes. And Mary sees her son being killed. And she looks at her son. She knows that God will bring everything together. And Jesus looks at Mary. And Jesus says to Mary, Mother, behold your son. Jesus says to John, John, behold your mother. And so this is what I think is the role of Mary. She prays for the church. She is one of us as a Christian and her love for God is shown in the scriptures. And the last point, which is absolutely spiritually fulfilling, is when Jesus was killed, Mary goes back and stays with the apostles. They are in the upper room. When Jesus comes and visits after the resurrection, at the coming of the Holy Spirit, he finds Mary with the apostles at prayer. May Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.